So I says to the guy, why are you bleeding so much? All I did was bash your head in with a hammer. <laughs> What's your name? Um, Sally Struthers. My name is Joe Lagodo. Oh, Joe Lagodo out of here? Yeah, Joe Lagodo out of here. Over there, over here? Get over here, over there. All right. Hi, welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Joe Lagodo. <laughs> also known as Sam. Hi, I'm Sam. Hi. Hey, how are you? All right. It's a, I think you're kind of a little loud in my headphones. Will you turn me down just yeah, a slight sure. bit? Yeah, that's that's a little bit better. I appreciate uh, that. No problem. That's why I'm here to turn the knobs down. The wires. You're here to turn things down. I'm here to set things up. Hit the record button. Do the editing. Not that there's really ever much editing. No. And uh, post. Malone. Anyone no. listen to anything by Post Malone? I've. I. Th- I'm. I mean, I think I've heard something by him before, but I, I don't, I can't be confident in that. I think I have heard one song. Do you want to just listen to a? Oh yeah, a smidgen of his m- most popular song. Yeah, what's his most? What's it called? It looks like it has something to do with Spider Man, possibly, but it's called Sunflower. Okay, let's do it. Oh God, we're already getting into music. Okay. Hate it. So far I hate I hate this sound typically. Can you turn it up just a little bit? I didn't know if that was just me because I have it turned down. I already hate this. The most I've heard from Post Malone is him doing Nirvana songs. Oh yeah. They actually did a pretty good job. It was okay. This is him and someone else, so I don't know if this is even him right now. I assume it's not. I, I don't I think know. it is. I don't know what he honestly sounds like. I think he's a little mumblier than this. The way he looks, it should sound like Joe Lagoto. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> he should be like, hey, I'm Post Malone. God. Yeah, I'm not a this fan of this. This is so bad. Is this what, is this what Mel listens to? No. <laughs> That's not auto-tuned at all. Ugh. Why is this still happening? Because you haven't hit stop. <laughs> I don't think that he's happened yet. There he is. He's not mumbly. But he's different. Not a fan. It's really bad. Not a fan. I can't. What, is this another song? Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, he's a little That's what mumbly. I thought it would sound more like. Yeah, he... he's a little mumbly. Get the fuck out. <laughs> what a way to open an episode. Oh my Listen God. Hey, we have to know for sure what we don't like. It's true. And at least we're not listening to entire albums of that. We are just in and right the fuck out. What? You, you don't think anyone that would be on this podcast would give us Post Malone? Not of the current guest roster, no. 
We need Except more guests. Maybe Travis now because he heard us poo-poo on the post Malone. Well, I'll tell you something, Travis. I saw that you were talking up Folklore, which is, I believe, the title of the new Taylor Swift album. And, uh, Will you please say Taylor Swift again? Taylor Swift. Okay. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, he was like, this song is my favorite song, and I listened to it, and it was fucking terrible. And I think that what I hated the most about it, because it sounds like everything she does. Okay. But And we talked about that. I did bring this up to you. I just want to talk about it on the podcast as well. I think it's appropriate. Um, I really have noticed, and it's something that I felt when I listened to the Blink-182 album and revisited that, even though I've been listening to it when I really have to think about it and analyze it, I fucking am weird about people who are well into adulthood talking like they're still in high school. It is definitely weird. Like, I mean, I understand for a while because it was such a big part of who you were. Yeah. But it seems like you should have done enough once you've been removed from the situation that you have some sort of new experience, like chunk of experiences to talk about. Now, while Taylor Swift is, I guess, doing this, I can't confirm nor deny. Yeah. Uh, Alice Cooper is the biggest offender of uh, the situation we're talking about. Do you always bring up that Xbox <laughs> song? I played too much Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Did I offend you? <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> he says some line about like, watch too much porno. <laughs> Damn it. Xbox. It's fucking hysterical. Did I offend you? You know, as big of an Alice Cooper fan i am of the early stuff it's amazing how much i do not like the later stuff because you like to dip in and get the fuck out you're not a big fan of hanging on for the entirety of most artists careers i'm trying to think of one okay i was you're like uh, i only expect the best and then fuck you mm, i was gonna say pantera but i can't stand the pre cowboys from hell pantera that was like (gasps) super glam Oh, I was just doing more um, operatic. All of the misfits Danzig era, but I still have to Ugh. I still have to put a asterisk asterisk on it and say Danzig era because they did release music after that I don't enjoy. So that's out. Sabbath. Metallica doesn't work. I I think Sabbath doesn't work. Because you've not listened to any Dio. No. There's not a band. Guar, I've Guar's the closest. I haven't abandoned Guar. There isn't a, a artist that have only put out like a handful of albums to uh, where it's enough, like Pentagram or someone who... No, I really only like one Pentagram thing. Barry Manilow. That's who. I'm a huge Barry Manilow fan. Fan. I'm a, I'm fan. a Barry Manilow fan. I couldn't tell you. Wait, did he do at the Copa? Copa Cabana. God, no. Who did that? I don't know. Are you sure? I don't. I don't. I don't learn yeah, who does Copa. stuff like that. Copacabana. <laughs> do, 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 ba, ba, da, la, la. I can no. Yes. Just like I don't know who sings that pina colada song because I don't pina need colada. to know. What? Do you, you like, like pina colada? <laughs> okay, so uh, what are you doing right now? I'm looking up Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow songs. 
I'm almost positive he did. And up the Copa. Copa Cabana. <laughs> like my vibrato when I hit Cabana. I like that you're clearly doing Cabana. like the widest Yeah, thing. he did. He did Copa Cabana. No, what is it? What is, I can't even think of the title of his main song. Uh, I Write the Songs mm. or Mandy? No. Wait, who the fuck did you look up? Barry fucking Manilow. Oh my God. I was thinking Barry White the entire time. No. Jesus Christ. That's why I, I, thought, I thought there was a huge juxtaposition <laughs> happening, but not at all. Down at the Copa. Copa Cabana. Okay. See, yeah, that's why I, yeah. Well, yeah, that makes no sense. Barry White's not singing any of that shit. That's why I was trying to think of what Barry White's song was. It's I Can't Get Next to You. I don't know why <laughs> I can't get you not baby. baby. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know did why. People, did people actually enough for your love, baby? <laughs> did people actually have a lot of sex to uh, Barry White? I mean, I don't know about sharing it with other people, but I've jerked off so much listening to a Barry Manilow <laughs> record that I have. <laughs> I got from Goodwill. I don't know whether to believe that or not. I don't know if that was a joke or not. I can tell you, Sam, it is definitely not a joke. I have definitely even used the edges of the record at times just to help with the pain and the pleasure. Was it a CD or vinyl or a tape? It is a record. Uh, The actual record itself or the sleeve? Oh, I mean, I used my sleeve when I was done, but... (laughs) I definitely did not use the sleeve of the record. So we you're jerking to Barry White. Yell that for the neighbors to hear. They're going to be happy whenever we get the fuck out of here. Neighbors there in their house. She had a stroke. Nobody lives in that house. We're all good. Okay. (laughs) But we do have baby kitties here. Baby kitties. I wonder what the cat year equivalent is. I can't remember it, but who cares? Anyway, no we one. have a long album to get through. Yeah, we do. Because we are a review podcast. We like to share our uh, our interests, our likes, our favorites. Some of our just, eh, okay, let's just uh, let's do this with each other. And we talk about it. And this week, I gave a greatest hits album because I'm notorious for uh, singles and greatest hits and things like that. I like collections and I like uh, shuffling the moods when I listen to music. Whereas Sam is mostly every single time straight through album. I think the closest thing you can come to a greatest hits would be the Misfits collection. Two, Two, which was the second episode. Yes. That's the closest thing to any sort of greatest hits I've ever given. Yeah, Barry White's classic. It's in my head now. I can't get it out. I can't do the voice unless I'm doing. Can't get enough for Copa. Sound more like Michael McDonald. I was not trying to do Copa Cabana. No, I could. I would do Michael McDonald more like. 
my, your impressions are my favorite. <laughs> I can't even think. Of <laughs> so there's now that. <laughs> That was fun, and my voice cracked in the middle of it. Once again, please do Michael Caine. <laughs> Everyone probably hates this, and they're so tired of this. But, you know, once again, I'm Michael Caine. <laughs> That's the worst so far. You do Michael Caine. Hello, I'm Michael Caine. I'm Michael Caine. I'm a- <laughs> I don't know why you put this roundness to your hello. I, I, I'm Michael Carr. I'm not trying to. I'm I'm trying to just have a a mouth that I don't control very well. It's like hi, I'm I'm Michael Carr. <laughs> like I'm just I don't know why because I don't know how to do this more voice. Like Larry Flint. <laughs> I don't know. How he sounds like except for. Is that you moving the wheelchair? <laughs> Yeah, it's his little rascal. He sounds like this. Oh yeah, he does. He's like Chase Black. Isn't he dead now? American society. Is he dead now? Probably. I would think so. I think so. Oh, you want me to look it up? I don't think it's worth our time. I don't think it's worth our time. It's worth my time, (laughs) strangely enough. (laughs) I'm Michael Kang. Who was I looking up? Lou Ferrigno? Michael Kang. Oh, (laughs) god damn it. I'm never gonna do that again. I can't I have no idea what I'm doing. I can't do it. All right, so we listened to Earth, Wind, and Fire, Greatest Hits. Yes. And we have about, I think, 17 songs to get through, so let's go ahead and uh, get started with the Greatest Hits of who they say. What I saw was that they are considered one of the most successful groups of all time. Larry Flint is still alive. 77 years old. By the way, apparently eating a vagina can can it, it can give you life to or it gives you throat cancer. Like what is nuts? Yeah, because yeah, he's the only person that that's ever happened with. Can you believe that Michael Douglas's wife, the beautiful Catherine Zeta-Jones, is still with him after he publicly gla- <laughs> blamed his throat cancer on her vagina. I ate my wife's pussy and now I got cancer. Oh my god, I feel so bad for her. But uh, anyway, let's start this Earth, Wind, and Fire yeah. album, Shining Star. I ate my wife's pussy and it gave me cancer. I'm <laughs> Michael Caine. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to do it. Here we go. The jams have begun. Do you know anything about this band? I know that the lead singer died. Really? What was his name? Maurice or something? Hold on. I don't know. I don't fucking know. So, no, you don't know anything about this band. (laughs) Yeah, Maurice White. Ah, I know that name. I know that they're brothers in this. They're from Chicago. There There have been tons of members. Uh, They started in 1969. I believe a version of them still tours and performs. Really? Like I don't think they've ever technically stopped, huh. even though the members have changed. I think they've just been ongoing forever. Um, but they've been described as one of the one of the most innovative and commercially successful acts of all time. A lot of the songs have been covered. I don't know who has never heard this song. Uh, I, I've always said that the beginning is music that I would like to walk out to. Like if you were a wrestler. No. Just out of bound on the town? No, I kind of think like some situation where I'm being given like 
an award of a lifetime, and then it's like <laughs> that's gonna happen. <laughs> come out, yeah, because I'm changing lives, and um, the song would just come out, and I just burst out perfectly timed, and it'd be great, and I just start dancing and shaking my hips as I walk to the podium, and you know, accept my award. Thank you for this lifetime achievement. For, for doing the best Michael Caine impression. <laughs> I'll say yeah, that one. You that's that's, that's in your not bag. very good. That's in the bag. It's okay. It's only okay though. This band gets a gets a butt moving. I've been dancing ever since it started. Just swaying my shoulders back and forth. Have you found yourself dancing at all when you've been listening to it on your own? Nope, because I've been doing something. You can't wiggle your butt a little bit. I'll mess up laying the tape down if I uh, wiggle my butt during the masking procedure. Around Mel's dead body? Yeah. Don't tell the world I killed Mel. Okay. (laughs) I won't. Okay, I killed Mel. (laughs) Our baby. No, we adopted him and then Sam killed him. Which that kind of makes sense for us. He is our child now. Adoption papers are through. His mom said thank you. She kicked him in the butt. He still lives with her. He's not allowed to live with us. But, I mean, he's literally still on the tit, so he still sees her every day. He's got to. Listen to the, listen to the harmonies with those two. I tried to stop it, and it didn't. It was delayed, and then I was like, oh, I'll just let it play through, and then whatever. So I'll just let this go. Uh, this is That's the Way of the World. Starts off weak. You mean this song? That section starts off weak, but then when it kicks into this groove, oh okay, I'm all in. But before that, I'm like, oh no, this could be a real lame, <laughs> lame ass song. And the whole time, I always got to remind myself that, uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? Maurice White? No, the he was in the Commodores. Lionel Richie. Yeah, so I always got to remind He's myself. Richie's not in Earth, Wind, and Fire. He's a Commodore, does him. You ever listen to more Commodores than just yeah. funky stuff? It sucks. I disagree. It gets all lame and laid back. Oh, I mean, most of it is, but yeah. earlier, like, I don't know, there's a song called Machine Gun that's instrumental, and it's... Uh, Real high energy and nice. That's the thing with the Commodores. It's like if they go super funk and super energy, it's fucking fantastic. But then they get all laid Lionel Richie back, and it sucks balls. I'm bringing Lionel back. Lionel Richie's a fucking weird guy. You know, he wrote like so many pop songs and country songs and other pop songs, and he just gets money from being a writer. Listen to you, Jamie. I, by the way, I haven't picked up on a single word in this whole album every time I listen to it. I don't. You don't expect me to. I don't know how that's possible. I expect you to hear what you're listening to. Because I hear all of it. I hear every kick drum and every snare drum hit. And I hear that bass line. 
But you said that if you focus, you'll hear it. So you're just choosing to never listen to it. Uh, sometimes there's just so many voices going on and they have a reverb effect on it that no matter how hard I listen to it, I cannot figure out what they're saying. Besides, meow. <laughs> it's just a, it's like a defect I have. I have no idea what they're saying. I can't ever... I don't think it's a defect. I think it's a choice. You Incorrect. son of a bitch. Correct, ma'am. I think it's a son of a bitch choice. You're a son of a bitch. I hear this guitar solo. Well, yeah, because there's no singing happening. <laughs> Thank God. If anyone's listening to this, they would also hear that. And if they're singing, they would also hear the singing on top of it. Well, aren't they lucky? What are you like musically blind? Like people are colorblind? With vocals, sometimes yes. <laughs> <clears throat> what did it say? Heart of fire? Hearts of fire? Take you higher and higher to the world you belong. Hearts of fire. Love desire. <laughs> Listen to Maurice go. <laughs> I remember watching some Earth, Wind, and Fire concert. Where uh, I remember Maurice White coming out and he was sort of balding. He had like that uh, kind of Mr. Jefferson hair. Uh, if that's the right one, because I think. Oh no, Maurice died just like a few years ago, actually, now that I think about it. It hasn't been that long. It was like 2016 or so something. So he lived a semi full life. Yeah. Yeah. Full of musical wonder and confusing Sam with lyrics. Disappear. It's so clear. If they're not screaming, it's not clear to me. <laughs> you look way down in your heart and soul. I don't hesitate. There's someone across the street. Will we go kick their ass? No, I just I'm gonna watch them for a bit, like a weirdo. Never, never, never. This is another one of those bands too that, like, I listen to some albums and I'll automatically pick out each instrument. This is one of those bands that it sounds so cohesive that the music is almost just one thing. Kind of hard to pick out the. It's not necessarily hard. It's just. It blends so well that it it makes your brain just make it one thing instead of like, oh, listen to the, I don't know, the congas on this section. It's just, it's all so solid and played so well and mixed so well. Yeah, it's very solid. I would agree with that. <clears throat> There's never anything that I think sounds out of place that's like too loud or yeah. that's like oh that was a weird sound or anything it never happens it's always very clean yeah <clears throat> so <clears throat> I feel like it's important since I did bring it up to um, at least give you a taste of a time when Lionel Richie is definitely not lame because I don't know that yeah, he's even in this I know this song. Yeah, I've played it quite a bit. Yeah, this rules. And there, it's like... Uh, it's got like a harpsichord sound going on. Synthesizers. Ooh. 
but there's no Lionel. But I don't know what Lionel Richie plays. I think I know he plays like a piano, but is he playing keyboards or is he just singing? I don't know what his actual role was. I don't know. His role was writing the shitty laid back songs. That's what his role was. I don't know. I have no idea. What are you just staring at the person across the street? Yeah, I am. I don't know what's happening right now. It doesn't matter. Podcast is right here. Yeah, but it looks like someone that I know who may have recently dropped a TV off. Huh. So that's why it's hard to tell. I could be wrong. But it kind of looks like someone that we know, even though I could be incorrect. But I might be just being correct, so I don't know. I have to speak quietly because I don't want them to hear because all the windows are open. <gasps> Speaking of TV, should I tell my TV story? I think that's a great idea because that's a very... I don't think it's that person. I think it's a pretty interesting story. It fucking rules. Yeah. So Michelle gets a TV dropped off because our TV went out. Yeah. The- Turns out Zach Browering brought over Humphreys McGee too much and he broke our TV. Mm-hmm. And he would be like, yeah, let's just, we'll just listen to a few songs. And then and two hours later, two hours later, <laughs> we watched the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, so the TV stopped working. It was a 32 inch TV that we actually bought. Yeah, we actually we, did. We, were, we, we don't usually buy things of that price range. Not but usually. But we fucking. We needed a TV. We did it. And then it, it was stopped, a smart TV. It was nice. Working. And then somebody dropped off a TV, another 32-inch TV. I come home, the TV's sitting there, Michelle's taking a napo, and I decide to set it up, set it up. Michelle comes out, and she's like, oh, cool, TV's set up. Will you go get some dinner? So I go get some dinner, and I'm on my way back, and just down the road, I see this guy walking out with a big fucking TV. Yeah, where Kent used to live, where he grew up, in that house. I stopped as the guy's going out to the curb, and I roll around the window, and I'm like, hey... Before I can even ask, he's like, yeah, it works. And uh, he says the speaker's blown out, and now we have a nice 42-inch TV that blew our fucking minds when we first set it up. I'm used to it now. I mean, it's still nice. Yeah. I mean, 10 inches doesn't sound like a lot, but when it comes to a screen, it makes a big fucking difference. It's a huge difference. It's like... It, it looks like twice the size yeah, of what it was. It's, it's nice. Awesome. And it's just a, it's a nice Samsung flat screen that has like, uh, what are those like touch buttons? Touch buttons. And then when you turn it on, it goes. <clears throat> it makes a Mario sound. Yeah. Like you just got coins and you've been but, successful. But cleaning it. It smelled was so fucking gross. disgusting. This guy had a cigarette den around this. TV. Mm-hmm. Not saying, not insulting people who smoke, but I am saying that you're ruining your electronics if you're smoking in a closed room with your electronics. And most people don't even think about it, but yeah, the filth. Oh, the, I was wiping off brown. I, I smelled st- like cigarettes for the rest of the night. I started to help and was just gagging so much <laughs> that you were like, I don't know why you're even doing this. I said I would do it. And I'm just like, I wanted to help. It was fucking gross. It took like four wipe downs to not get brown to come off. It was so nasty and just gross. stunk. But luckily it didn't take that long. So now we have a TV. A nice big TV. But I don't want Zach Roaring to know because he'll take us hostage with Humphreys McGee again. Well, maybe he <laughs> will hear this and you will hurt his feelings, Sam. That's, that was the point. <laughs> to hurt his feelings? Yes. Absolutely. You're such an asshole. Take that, Zach. <sighs> we like Humphreys. We just, I think Zach wants us to like Humphreys more than we do. <laughs> he, 
He's just like, oh, I have a little in, so now it's like, yeah, <laughs> and we're just like, yeah, and it is impressive. No, it, it's not bad. It's yeah. just a lot. I mean, we've already watched like two two hour concerts or something with and him. Two more discs in that Blu-ray that he brought over. <laughs> <laughs> and we're grateful for the Blu-ray player, even though we don't have any other Blu-rays. But you said that actual DVDs look better. Well, they look great because we're going HDMI. Well, that and that's a nice thing. So thank you, Zach, thank very you, much. Zach. We're going to listen to the next song on this uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Wind and Fire. A very popular song. This one, I from what I saw, has been sampled the most. It's been covered the most. September. This song, I don't know how we've gotten through so long without realizing that this song is representative of you. Because you were born on September 21st, and I never realized for the longest time that he was saying 21st of September right at the beginning. Do you remember the 21st night in September? So this is your song. It was born and then the world... Got a little bit brighter for all <laughs> Because you're gay And you like to wave your flags With all your beeps <laughs> I've said a thousand times it would be so nice to be gay I, Really? To be Man, a minority would just, be hard I mean that part would suck But just Hanging out with my dude friends, playing video games, and then giving each other a blowjob every once in a while would be great. <laughs> so. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, I want to suck Kent's dick. <laughs> oh, that was specific. Yeah. It, it'll probably fit nicely in my mouth. <laughs> I've heard it's gray, though. Like, it's... it's I'll suck the gray right off of it. <laughs> I've heard it. it it's... It's got like a ultra aging thing with it. But it was an old man by the time it was Kent was young. The penis of Dorian Gray? Something like that. I'm surprised it's still attached. <laughs> We're gonna insult all of our friends on this podcast. I I just wanted to go on so Kent would be like, why did you talk about my dick for so long? <laughs> Another story? Sure, I played a Earth, Wind, and Fire show in my senior year of marching band. We did a whole Earth, Wind, and Fire show. And why was that? Why was that, Sam? I don't know. The movie Drumline came out, didn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, they did and do Earth, they Wind, did and Fire. And you were kind of like, fuck. Will you stop tapping on the goddamn table? <laughs> Why? It was distracting me. I couldn't listen to you at all. I'm drumming and singing. Oh, because you don't know. You can't hear singing vocals. That just doesn't make sense to you. So if anything else is happening... I have no clue what they're singing in this song. I'm talking about me. So because I was making sound with my fingers, that's all you could listen to. Because you couldn't listen to my voice because you were getting distracted. Yeah, 100%. Because you, even though I was completely doing it on the beat... You just can't focus on two at a time. You have to listen to the music. Yes. I can't listen to your words. But yeah, I can't hear this song without thinking of Marching Band. And uh, Neil Evans. My uh, 
co-snare drummer. And a kid named Ricky that I cannot remember his last name. The only thing I can remember about Ricky was his... You remember in high school when they did that thing where they set up like a car that got fucked up and we had to go out and watch yeah. the EMS? It was like, b- before prom. They would do that. Yeah. Be like, don't drink and drive or you could die brutally in a car wreck. Yeah. Well, I guess his dad was in a really bad car wreck in high school and he was there to like say, you know, these guys are good people, I guess. I, I don't know why he was there. But I remember he showed up in a Frank Zappa shirt, and it's the apostrophe cover where it's just his face. Oh, so it's someone older than us. Yeah, it was Ricky's dad. Oh, some was so this person definitely was not in our grade. Ricky wasn't. Ricky. Ricky was the kid that held the symbols for me to play as hi hats during the marching band show. So would he have been like a freshman? Yes, and he so. was a really good drummer, and he probably should have been one of the snare drummers. I think he. Was the best drummer out of all of us. What did he look like? I don't know. He moved away. He looked like a little kid. Oh, he moved away? Yeah. So I'm not going to be able to find him. But his dad showed up wearing a Frank Zappa shirt, and that was that cemented in my brain as the first time I really saw Frank Zappa's face was on this dude's shirt, and he would talk about how, like, Ricky would say, like, my dad is always talking about how like metal bands are bullshit and they're not musically talented and stuff. And now that I know Zappa people, they can be very, if it's not Zappa or avant-garde in some way, it's not art. It's not cool, man. Yeah, so I can totally see this happening. It's cemented in my brain as him showing up. And now I wish I would have known Zappa in high school because I would have been like, hey, dude, don't eat the yellow snow. And then he would have been like, pfft. It's the only song anybody knows by Frank Zappa. But at least it's something. Right? It's better than nothing. If a high school kid saw me in a Zappa shirt and he said, don't eat the yellow snow, I'd be like, that kid is fucking cool. Cooler than I was. Mm -hmm. Because I was super cool. (laughs) You definitely were to me because I had a crush on you. Let's, uh, you know, with that, uh, let's listen to the next song, Can't Hide Love. It starts off so good just with that. I agree. It's it's some magical playing. I think that a lot of times, a lot of the ballads just aren't as good on with with a lot of music, like especially when it's like funky, which it is soulful and stuff. But a lot of times you kind of expect those to maybe be lower spots. But I think almost, I think most of the songs on this album are really, really good. And that includes stuff like this. If all ballads sounded like this or Handcuffs by Parliament, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, yeah, ballads are fucking awesome. But... Unfortunately, well, it's not. I don't know if it's te- technically a ballad. It's just more like a slow groove. It's like the ballad of this album, a ballad of this <clears> album. <throat> yeah, but I can. It's still really groovy and it jams. And I love the, I love the added enunciation. I love like the, the ridiculous. I bet ya. That's a, that's a thing that has always boggled my mind. How. You, I love the sound when they're like, mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel okay doing that. I mean, it's great, and I wish I 
I don't even know how to explain it. I don't know how you sit in a studio and you're like, hey, dude, do that falsetto thing because it was fucking awesome. But it was awesome. Maybe it's because I can't do it awesome. And maybe if I had someone in a group that could do it awesome, I'd be like, yeah, do that as much as possible, please. I think that's what it is. Because a lot of people can hit falsetto, but it's like cracked and it's not strong and not controlled. So, yeah, it sounds great. Which is something that Justin Timberlake does about 60% of the time at least. Because he can do it. He's, he can do it very smoothly. And I think that works for a lot of people. Did I just see someone ride by on a bicycle? It was not who I thought it was. Did you think it was Mr. Ernie himself? No, I thought it may have been like Zach or something. Uh-huh. Like he heard you talking shit about Umphrey's. And he, <laughs> I, I would have invited right him in and given him a microphone. And then not shown him the TV in the other room. <laughs> As soon as we're done recording, all right. All right, there's the front door. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Poor Zach. This is nothing against you at all. We're just we're just goofing. Uh, you know who I've never liked the falsetto of? Is is it Frankie Valley? Oh yeah. Never enjoyed that. I never liked Beach Boys falsetto. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, yeah, ooh, no. Ah. You don't like doo wop. They got like a more nasal sound to it. Why do fools fall in love? I don't know if that's <laughs> him specifically, but yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Ugh. I think it's I think it's when it's smooth. The falsetto is. Mm-hmm. It's not. I was I was gonna say it's not bothersome. I'm just I should say it's fucking good. Yeah. When it's smooth. So just being like, ha! Oh yeah, no, I do not like doo wop. You're right. That's the Zappa stuff that I don't like, is the doo-wop. Like, Ruben and the Jets has a lot of doo-wop on that album, and I do not listen to that album. But Frank loved doo-wop. So, into it. You know I found out who liked doo-wop and, like, uh, bubblegum music? Gigi Allen. <laughs> I think Gigi Allen liked old country. Uh, the Ramones. That's what they would drive around in the tour van listening to. It was like bubblegum doo-wop. Yeah, it was on that video that I watched. That you watched with me. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I think I heard it elsewhere, too. Which cemented it in my brain. Yeah. I've been saying that phrase a lot during this podcast. Cemented? Yes. That's a word. Yeah. It's not a phrase. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know if that got it, but did you almost just shit your pants? You made a pained face after you got the... I knew it was going to smell based on how warm it felt. (laughs) And I I didn't want to make noise and uh, move this out of, like, move the stand around because it makes so much, you know. Yeah. So I just stood up. And then realized I have to put my face right back in that area. And now the cat is coming in the room for some reason. <laughs> He's to make sure you're not dead. <laughs> uh, maybe he wants me to be dead, which is why he's like, mm, what's that dead smell? Uh, I can eat her. You ever read those stories where the cat ate part of the body of their owner because mm. they didn't know they were dead for a week? Uh, they, it's usually, yeah. Cats usually go for like the earlobes. And the lips and things that are soft. Soft stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, kitty. I hope someday you don't eat my face. Dogs go for the face for sure as well. Dogs will go... Uh, dogs will eat humans with full bowls of food still sometimes. Oh, isn't it because they... 
start licking the face and like tugging on the face to make sure they're like okay and then they get the taste of blood part of its anxiety yeah and then "Mm, blood and then they do damage and they're like oh yeah this is meat (laughs) this is a big thing of meat that's horrifying isn't it do they do they put that animal down after that probably for sure yeah oh oh for sure that animal's (laughs) going in the ground there's a guar song about the cat eating its owner Lixor something to a ball yeah that was a huge nightmare that I had when I was a very young kid really yeah it, then I my brother was crying and freaked out because there was this ginormous oh, yeah. cat so I picked my brother up and we're like we're literally in a room just walking in circles trying to get away from this cat because I like I can't get out of the room I can just like try and keep my brother away from him and then I put my brother down because I, it was still like the our the, our bedroom, and yelled for uh, my parents, and they were just like my mom in the dream was like go back to sleep, <laughs> like yelled from her room, and uh, I turned around, and the cat. Wasn't there another dream about going down a slide and there was, falling into a giant cat mouth or something like that? I know it wasn't like that exactly, but uh, the cat had stuck its claw in my brother's ear and in my dream an eardrum was just like a red ball and the cat was just like eating my brother's eardrum off of its uh claw claw and just like picking my brother apart and i just started crying and i would have been like four years old when i had this dream i was mortified and then i had another dream around that time where my dad was like go on or no i was like dad go down the slide with me go down the slide and uh like i begged him and he was he was like tired he got off work and he was like fine i will and uh as soon as it was time to go down the slide for whatever reason there was like a giant it, it wasn't actually a tuna can but it was like a giant rusty tuna can thing that was for some reason next to the slide and my dad like flew off and landed on it and cut his head off and again i would have been like four or five years old and i had dreams like this i've had nightmares forever (laughs) forever that's what trauma does to you dude it's good it's good stuff so yeah the closest people to me would die drama drama i also dreamt once that around the same time that i was a uh i was a a spy bee i was a bee and like and I had to have been because I watched, a, I saw a movie, like a part of a movie that my dad was watching or something. But there were like terrorists or bad guys, whatever, in an, in an elevator that were like going up to do damage. And I was like a bee in there in the top. And I was like, oh, they're going to whatever. And then I had to like fly and uh, warn the people <laughs> that these people were coming. Meanwhile, if you were actually a bee trying to warn people, they'd be like, this goddamn bee won't leave me alone. I think I still had a, a little girl face. <laughs> so it was like Bart in that Halloween episode where yes. the fly, he becomes the fly and then the, other, the fly's head goes on to Bart's body. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what I was. I was Bart Simpson. Let's listen to the next song, Got to Get You Into My Life. And this song is a cover of a Beatles song. I did not know that. Well, we'll get a little taste of that after this. I am familiar with it. Um, I've, I, th- I think I was familiar with this version first, though. This is smooth. It's very smooth. It's very smooth. So the- when I heard the original, I was like, man, 
Like this it's is a downgrade. This is <laughs> one of the times where I think, and it, I don't think it happens a lot, but where the cover was much better than the original. Earth, Wind, and Fire is so good at being smooth but energetic. Mm-hmm. It's not like a friend. You know, like sometimes Parliament, when they're energetic, it feels sort of chaotic every once in a while. Yeah, or they bring it down so low to where you almost kind of get like bored or. Yeah, it lulls you to sleep almost. Yeah. They have such a good balance, Earth, Wind, and Fire does. Yeah. Which I mean, they're like poppier and whatever, yeah. but, it, but it's definitely. Ow. It's just very bright, happy positive sounding music. I'm and I think it's the horns. The horns have a lot oh, to do with that. the horns sound fucking great. I love a killer horn section in any band. And he's such a good singer. Yeah, he really is. A lot of control, hitting notes. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Strength. It's hard to imagine that this was written by the Beatles and I think the Beatles version is like kind of cheesier sounding too like it it doesn't have all of the backing sound it sounds more hollowed out and I think this song it kind of needs this like I would have I I thought that this was Earth, Wind and Fire song because I got I don't I don't think it was this it was a much shorter greatest hits like 10 tracks or something I think it was one of those like five dollar walmart compilation special yeah. things and uh was it silver yeah it was like collection platinum, platinum collection yeah, that's platinum what it is collection. and uh i i thought that this was their song like i completely believed which i i think it's completely believable that this would be an earth wind and fire song but then again it sounds nothing like the original yeah i mean the original's got four guys on it right it's not like a full and no horns. Huge band. And probably not this. Kill a fucking solo. <laughs> the production is just different. And it was not early when the song was written. It was uh, on Revolver. So it was like at least halfway through their career or about halfway. Since the Beatles actually lasted for a very short amount of time. That part, every single day... That seems familiar to me in the Beatles way. So I think when you play that, I'm going to recognize it. I feel like that has almost like a Christmas song sound. And uh, Paul McCartney did, or the Beatles, I I don't know, I think it was Paul, who did what I would consider one of the worst Christmas songs of all time. Oh, what is it? Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Horrible. (laughs) Horrible. Yeah, that was Paul McCartney! I got a kitty on my lap. You do. He's a sweetheart. And a green bean stealer. I found another green bean on the floor this morning that he must have just hid and then brought out again. Green beans? The neighbor brought some fresh green beans over, which were delicious. So I'm just going to let this roll into the original Beatles version. Can you imagine someone trying to do this song now? It would be like auto-tuned. That would be so bad. Uh, uh, It would only just be like that on repeat over and over again. Yeah. Here we go. This is the original. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, I know this version. I would have never thought they were the same song, though. Yeah, they're completely the same. No, uh, to my knowledge, no lyrics were changed or anything. There's some horns in there. They're just that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not smooth. And they're not like. I don't know, but maybe it changes, but. I bet they just heard the song and were like, we can make this sound so much better and bigger. Because I do think, don't you think it has like more of a hollow sound? It's just simple. Yeah. When I'd be interested to know when this song came out versus the Earth, Wind, and Fire version because... I don't think it was that long, but I can figure it out real quick. There could have been an upgrade in recording equipment. Because sometimes Beatles songs have like an edge to it in the recording. Like a distortion. Yeah. Not like a, you know, guitar distortion, but just like a tube distortion. Distortion. Well, the Beatles version came out in 66. This version came out, uh, it was 78, so it was 12 years later. Oh, yeah, so recording equipment takes a leap in quality. Oh, yeah. Even then, I mean, obviously it's increased much better now since then, but like, or faster. Yeah, I prefer the, uh, I like this Beatles version, but I much prefer the, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I just think it's kind of, just not as strong, but I wonder if it is a Paul song, because it is... Sound like Paul. performed by Paul. Well, I mean, I think that they would typically sing their songs that they uh, wrote. If they wrote it, it was their <clears throat> singing. But I also think Paul wrote a lot of the simpler songs, especially with the simple lyrics. Simple. But got to be sim- oh, it's my he wasn't terrible, but he. Yeah, I don't know. McCartney. Paul McCartney wasn't. I'm gonna write a song. And Trolla, he was. Uh, what's it? Responsible for a lot of good, popular Beatles songs. He wrote songs. a lot of hits. But he was no George Harrison, even though no one's George Harrison anymore. Because he died. All right, let's listen to the next song, Sing a Song. I don't even know where the halfway point is unless I have to figure that out. Oh, man. This would be one of those concerts if we went to, I'd just be dancing the whole fucking time. Just, I just wouldn't be able to help myself. Yeah, I, turn it up just a little bit? I would as well. Yeah, his voice is so good. It's all smooth. The backing vocals are smooth. It's all good. (laughs) I love all those. Oh, yeah. It's one thing I definitely love about (laughs) funk music. This is the use of the word. Yow. (laughs) Yow. I wonder who the first person to go, meow, was. Lane Staley in his mother's <laughs> womb. He did use the yow. Uh-huh. Uh, who would have thought? Funk music in your house and chains. Did you fart again? Yeah, we had fucking Skyline for dinner. And actually, the last podcast that we did last week, <laughs> we had Skyline and I was belching a lot. And then I farted. But now it's all farting, baby. And whoever plays the bass on all these 
Uh huh. Solid. And they're good bass lines. It's not just like in punk most of the time. Eh, I should say more metal. They just play exactly what the guitar player is playing. Mm hmm. This is like. Which is often why I don't hear it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they do not mix bass loud. The only time they ever mix bass to be audible in metal stuff or punk stuff is when the bass player is like really good and isn't doing just what the guitar player is doing. Because there are stuff. There are metal bands where it's the bass player is playing his own line. And uh, when you see that live, you. You appreciate You'll it. You'll be like, holy shit, that bass player is awesome. Well, like uh, Rancid, they turned the bass up in Rancid because that bass player is doing all sorts of real bass lines. Weird, wild stuff. Weird, weird, wild stuff. Trying to do a Johnny Carson, huh? Yeah, it's, it's weird, wild stuff. <laughs> that's, when, that's when late night hosts were classy. Not all these liberal cucks. Johnny Carson took time out of his late night show one time to talk about how Texas Chainsaw Massacre was one of the worst movies he's ever seen. I bet he also backhanded a woman. <laughs> For sure. That rhythm section is just... They're so on. And then the horn, ah, the horns. It's hard to not feel the groove from at least one song on this album. I, oh, yeah. I, it makes sense, even though I never even considered it. I'm going to let the next song play Gratitude. Um, I never thought about them being like one of the most innovative and like big bands, but it makes sense. Like Their songs are so... Like anyone could listen to them of any age. They don't. They're never like crass or anything. But they just have that good feeling. Yeah, they just equal a good time. Mm-hmm. Just, Give you those good feelings. Yeah. <laughs> you get the same feelings from this that I got from listening to Black Sabbath last time. We're just like, oh. I mean. <laughs> Because if it comes to, like, later when I have to answer questions, like, I honestly can't tell you when I first started really listening to them. I know that I feel like their songs have just always been in movies and commercials, and I, it seems like Earth, Wind & Fire is just ingrained in culture, yeah. like, in media. It just, I don't know, I just feel like they've always just been around. I've always just known about them. I mean, I wasn't like... I didn't have an album of theirs when I was a kid or anything. But I always enjoyed what I heard. And then eventually started seeking them out and adding songs to playlists. I'm almost positive the first time I would have heard them would have been when my mother and I would listen to that radio station, Mojo. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I listen to Mojo sometimes, too. They played... It was a so fucking good. killer radio playlist. Oh. Yeah, that was good. And it, it was... I feel like I found out about it more on the, like, late end. Oh, when, before they switched completely? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I was just like, yeah, like, I love this. And then it was gone. 
that was a staple for my mom and I. Like, if we traveled to go see Bob or something, and we traveled out of range of Mojo, my mom pretty much knew exactly when coming back, Mojo would be picked up again. She'd be like, Mojo time! <laughs> well, and you and I, when we've traveled... And sometimes I, you know, just let the radio play and just kind of hear what's in the area. Mojo stations in general and different like, places in different states, regions, whatever, are different. Like, they don't play stuff quite like this anymore. No. Like, Mojo is just not the same. It'll play, like, classic rock and shit. Like, yeah. stuff that just doesn't make sense. Mojo should be stuff like this. because yeah, this is like Mojo. I mean, it makes sense to me, but... And it's not Austin Powers' mojo. It's fucking soul and funk is what mojo is to me. Playing Motown and shit like that. That's what Which mojo is, should be. Yeah, from like the 60s and the 70s. That groovy music, baby. He agreed. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he usually does. He usually does. I've always wondered. Excuse me. Uh, being a fuck guitar player uh, is. It must be hard to find your spots in when you can actually not just be part of the rhythm section. Because, you know, like guitar and punk and metal, it's the forefront of the sound. And, you know, it's always on them, they're always the star. So, as a funk player, you're just you're just part of the rhythm section doing like and then every once in a while you get to be like I've heard people say that it's hard to get to the G spot. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's <laughs> fine. You said something about the spot and the talking about notes and shit. You're talking about playing. It's not hard to get to the G note on a guitar. It's just the fourth string down or third string up, depending where you're starting on the strings. But it does have a tradition of not staying in tune. Waka waka. Okay, we, we're going to listen to one more song, and then we are going to take a little break. Uh, this is a song that uh, I enjoy very much. It's called Serpentine Fire. Gotta love the the block cl- sound. Yeah, the block action right at the beginning. Yeah, the, the bass on this is fucking killer. This has a war sound to it. It does. It really does. It, ha- it sounds just big and like it sounds like a groovy party, man. Like this is just. I don't know. I don't know what kind of music you'd have on in the background, people who are listening, because I'm sure it's not anything like this. But this is stuff that I would put on to groove to. This is... If I showed up to a party and they were playing music like this, I would turn to you and say, we're staying. We're staying a good while. (laughs) And we're fucking jamming. Because probably also at this party, if someone's playing this, there's going to be some reefers around yeah, and there might be some culture, not just white folk. Oh, that's scary to me. <laughs> I knew those words because you sang them the other 
in my head. Speaking <laughs> of reefers, this guy gets off of probation in six fucking days. It should technically be five, but you got screwed a little bit. Yeah, that's dumb, but at least it's under a week. It's in the morning, and then uh, we're going to go up to Michigan. And we've talked about the Grand Rapids area, and uh, it looks like because we're, you know, low-income folk, we, we, we are going where it's even cheaper to live, which is the Lansing area, which is the capital. But uh, whatever. We're going to go check it out. We're going to go check it out and uh, just hang out, do the Michigan life for a few days. I'd like to check out the lake before we leave. It's not terribly far. It's maybe just like a two-hour drive from Lansing, but that's not terrible. And we have the time. Of, most importantly, we're going to check out the dispensaries. <sighs> I can't wait. I've never been. I'm so anxious, and, but I know I'm going to be stupid. I'm just going to be like, I don't know how anything works, but luckily, I have someone who's been there a few times. They've all been different, every single one I've been to. No, but you kind of understand, like, a little. I don't know. We'll see what this one's like. Especially with COVID-19 restrictions. I don't know what it's going to be like. But most of the time you well, walk everything's in... Everything's behind, like, glass counters and stuff, right? Anyway? Yeah, I, I could tell you the couple I've been to. The first one I went to is behind glass counters, but they were just in jars. And they would take the jar out and open it up. I'm like, let you look at it and smell it. And then the one I went to in Las Vegas, it was just... You didn't see any of the product. They just had like digital screens that told you. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more like that. THC content. And then the other one I went to in California, they had uh, samples of the bud that you could uh, take out. It was like in a glass case and had a magnifying glass on the top so you could really see mm-hmm. the bud in it. The trichomes or whatever. Trichomes. Uh, but I have a feeling. I don't think they can do that jar thing in California anymore. Like when I first went there, like it was just huge mason jars. Full yeah. Of I don't think they can do that anymore. I think it's got to be sealed and because they literally. Just, I imagine it would be like that. Just wait it out and put it in like a little medicine Kodak film looking bottle. Especially considering that, you know, with what's going on, it has to do with like being inhaled and such. Yeah. That they probably want to keep that stuff sealed so it doesn't get contaminated or whatever. Yeah. So I have a feeling, yeah, it's not going to be. I think that's just how the it is anyway. Because mm-hmm. the first time I went to a dispensary, it was... Well, first of all, they shouldn't have been selling to me because I was not a resident of California. But No, but you got a... But I had a medical card, but I still wasn't a resident card. of California. That was part of their laws. It took me four dispensaries to call before the one was just like, yeah, we don't care. Come down. Buy some bud. Oh my god, I'm so anxious. It's gonna be fun because I don't. I mean, it's gonna be weird to not feel like a criminal, but that's kind of the whole point. You know what's weird about it is you still do. You still feel like you're doing something yes. wrong. I'm when I was in sure. California the whole time, uh, I can't remember who it was, but they commented like, "You keep looking around," and I was like, "I'm used to being in a state where this is not cool." Yeah, I'm looking for cops, and they're like, "Cops don't give a shit, man. As long as you're not smoking next to a kid, they don't give a fuck." Yeah, I feel like I'm going to be like a giddy child. You will. You're going to love it. Uh, you're going to want to move even sooner. <laughs> I, it's killing me now. <laughs> I want to move kill you even now. More. By the way, if anybody would like to give us money for a down payment for a house, that would help greatly. <laughs> uh, n- no one who listens to us are big earners either. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think we attract a certain kind <laughs> of schmoes. Oh yeah, we're your, uh, we're not bottom feeders, but you know we hang out in the bottom third. I'd say <laughs> absolutely. And uh, yeah, come hang out with us, bottom bitches. We're gonna take a little break. What do you think, Sam? I'm down with it. I'm gonna turn on this light. Are you still down with the clown? Uh, I have not listened to that album since we did the podcast. But I'm still down with my Juggalo friends. They're still good peoples, the majority. But no group has 100% good people, so... Are you down with Pennywise the Clown? Fuck yeah, I'm down with Pennywise the Clown, except for It 2, It Chapter 2, that movie sucked. Well, I wasn't talking about movies, I was talking about... Who the, were we talking Tim the Curry? Clown. Or... S- Whatever you want. Both of them. And the book version. Love them all. It was Bill Skarsgård, by the way. Yeah. I think it seemed like you kind of locked up on that. Yeah, he was good. Yes. Let's take a break. But that second movie sucked. Let's take a break. We'll be back. Presenting to you. Hi, my name is Sam, and I am here for sex. I'm not very bad because I am the best. I am free, look at me, I am orange, and I have a penis with a face. It looks like Mel. My sex is free, come with me, I won't tell. My name's Sam, I'm a prostitute. Have sex with me for free. My name is Sam, come find me. Ah, I love sex. This episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by... Hello there, it's me, Dr. Sam Loomis. Have you ever been plagued by pure evil? Well, I have too, and I chased it down and beat it with a two-by-four, and then I fell on top of him, and then I looked into his pure, dark eyes, the devil's eyes! And then I said to myself, you know what? Maybe this guy is not so bad, and then I took off his mask and I kissed him that's right I kissed him right on the mouth and then I knew I knew that I wasn't chasing pure evil I was chasing pure love so here I am today to introduce to you Dr. Sam Loomis's love connection that's right that's right you can go on the internet and go to www.samloomisloveconnection You can type in things that you enjoy in your life and find other people that enjoy that in their lives as well. And then we can get down to that sweet, sweet lovemaking that I never got to do with my precious Michael Myers. Once again, go to www.samloomisloveconnection.com. I'll see you on the net.
probably not the best place. I should have come in further. Oh, wow. What? Why, why are we listening to this? It's not an Earth, Wind, and Fire song, right? Yeah, uh, it, it does a... Uh, it does have a sample uh, to it. Not that part. That part was the shake, shake, shake your booty part. But yeah, before yeah. it... Yeah, it has, it has a little... It has a sample of it. So there's some Casey and the Sunshine Band and Earth, Wind, and Fire in that song? Yeah. Casey and the Earth, Wind, and Fire? Yeah, that was actually sing a song. Sing a song. <clears throat> hey, Goldman So, two things I looked at before. Okay. Your penis was one of them. Three, then. Okay. Just real quick. Horrifying that a metal band from Iran can be arrested and face 15 years for playing death metal. It's That's fucking crazy. So dumb. I mean, when it's stuff like that, like America is a good place to live. Yes. When you don't have to consider things like that or just like speaking out against authority and being jailed yeah, and stuff. Fucking stupid. And that Beirut explosion was fucking crazy. I didn't even see it until you came home from work and told me about it, but I haven't been very present on like anything going on today. You s- been very work oriented today the videos are astonishing astonishingly terrifying it's it yeah i mean <laughs> it was so big and scary yeah imagine being there just in the blast radius and not even really getting like you know killed or hurt even just being near it you would you'd be like oh my god what the fuck just happened well, i mean like even the waves because it was right it was on a port or right by a port it was you could just see like the effects immediately. It was such a huge explosion. It's fucking intense. And man. from the angle that I saw, the video I saw, uh, you couldn't see the little details like the one that you showed me, where you could you actually see, fireworks see the fireworks going off. going off. Yeah. So what is a conspiracy that that they think there's more to it than that? There's just people who are like, I've worked on a fireworks plant. There's no way that could have done Was that. Was it just a storage place? I guess. Who, who knows? I mean, it's it's. We're recording the day it happened, so it's it's. Who knows at this point? We're yeah. just gonna have to wait for things to come out to see what could have possibly done that. What they were storing in there that could have. And not yeah, and that makes sense because obviously it would things would have caught on fire, but fireworks wouldn't have made it explode like that i mean it looks like it explodes from under the ground it doesn't even look like you know it blew out the side of a wall it looks like it came from the fucking ground like a gas leak or something like it i don't think a gas leak would be that big really i don't even know i I don't really know i just wanted to say that it's fucking crazy let's say you brought it terrifying for people uh I think there's like a thousand people who have been injured from it. Seventy something current total dead. I mean, if you're within a mile of that, it was said six miles. Homes, I think, were affected up to six miles away. Imagine if you're a mile within that thing. Imagine if you were in two hundred feet of that fucking thing. You were decimated. Imagine if you were on the water when that happened, and all of a sudden a huge fucking wave came at you. Uh, Yeah, the whole thing. That's crazy. That's the kind of stuff that like. You could have just been traveling there 
not that America can travel there right now, but you could you could be traveling somewhere and something like that could just happen. You could have just been walking down the street and all of a sudden, boom, and it wasn't even like a terrorist attack or anything like that. It's just an accident and all of a sudden you're just in the middle of shit. Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah. But anyway, sure. let's groove to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, somewhere. welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> We're listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire's greatest hits. And uh, we still have a good handful of songs left. So let's uh, fly right on in. Let's go. With Fantasy. This was another song that uh, we did with the marching band. I think. I just remember this name being. I remember Randy saying that he loves this song. The only thing I remember about Randy talking about was that Tobacco Road song all the time. He told us, he told us about Spooky Tooth that he thought was really good, and we listened to him, and we didn't agree. Yeah, we definitely did this song in marching band. I remember this. This song's so groovy. The guitar in this is fucking awesome. Just this little... Clear picks. Horns doing the vocal lines. Interesting. Bobby Fouts not playing his horn. <laughs> Do you think Norton knew? Probably. I think Norton knew a lot of things that he turned his eye to, including all the marijuana that was being indulged by the percussion section. I mean, you guys weren't smoking it back there. You were just rolling it. We were rolling it, but when we went, when, when we went to band camp, we were smoking in our room. We just had a fan pointing out, and you know that fucking smelled. <laughs> Unless it was it. just really good ventilation. Maybe. Because the year that I stole the two air conditioners with David Klingerman to put in the room. I mean, my... We, I was not getting hot. So that would have not been ventilated, but I wasn't smoking anything yet. But those people weren't caught, were they? Nope. I don't think anyone was ever caught. I went back the year after just to be like to help the percussion section and I remember every night I would say yeah I'll close everything down I'll uh, make sure everybody's in the rooms and stuff and then I would check everybody's room and then I would go to the last room which was my friends and I'd knock and be like alright everything's cool and I'd go in the room with them and I'd smoke pot I wonder if he just understands that it just kind of comes with the territory sometimes maybe like people who are serious about music Often experiment at least. Oh yeah, my music teacher, Mr. E, he was. Oh yeah, when he I was saw him a few years later. He was like, you know, go to a concert, maybe smoke a joint. Just <laughs> like I always knew. <laughs> Which is interesting because he has very what I would consider much more straight-laced kids. Yeah, but his son, both sons, smoked pot. Really? Yeah. Oh, Matt. Matt drank and smoked like a motherfucker. The chiropractor, Matt? Yes, the chiropractor, Matt. He also told me a story about his two friends double-teaming this girl, and she was giving one a blowjob, and then the other one was getting doggy-styled, and they high-fived over her back. <laughs> I'll never forget that story. Whatever floats your canal, I suppose. <laughs> By the way, we got a hundredth episode coming up. We do. After this. Normally we would celebrate that, but we're holding off 
until episode 101 to Surprised you're bringing this up now instead of bringing it up later when we can explain it a little better. I wanted to bring it up because I remembered it. Because you're anxious. <laughs> I'm anxious. Sam's excited. Get off probation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This song in September, and I can't remember the third song we played. They bring back such good feelings of being with my friends, and I love the structure of being in Boogie marching Wonderland. Band. I don't know. I was asking. I, don't, I really can't remember. The Wasn't one. Shining Star? Yeah, it probably was because that was a big hit. But it just brings back really good feelings and memories of being in that regimented. I liked having a regiment of being in marching band. One thing I don't like about this song, by the way, is that. <laughs> but was someone doing like that part? I don't remember. I was right. just thinking that. Probably. Probably be like a trumpet part or clarinet. It almost sounds like someone is just fucking around and not even like, like for them being so tight on with everything. Yeah. I think that, I don't know how that part got through. It does sound goofy and just sort of shoved in there. Yeah, it sounds shitty. It's like, it's like everyone was like, okay, you can't ad lib there. Like it just doesn't sound right. And then at the very end, he got in when everyone else went home and he like convinced the guy to stay. And he was like, all right, they're all gone. Now let's do these parts and put it in. It was probably Maurice. And he was like, band's not going to tell me what to fucking not do. <laughs> it was Maurice, but his brother was in it too. What was his name? Joris? Oh my god! It's definitely not. <laughs> That's all I can say. I'm gonna play the next song. This is Kalimba's story. That one hurt you. <laughs> Ooh, that, this feels like walking through New York at night and it's raining. This song is so fucking good. This song is so 70s. Yeah, I see like a 70s black exploitation film. And yeah, this isn't just groovy. This is funky. Like, there's definitely a difference because they have, like, their slow grooves and, yeah. like, their medium grooves. But this is actually funky. Sing a song is not funky, but it's got Agreed. a good groove. This is funky as fuck, and I'm into it. It seems like a, like a 60s, 70s black crime exploitation film. Like Shaft or Foxy Shazam. <laughs> it's so good. Foxy Cleopatra. I'm a whole lot of woman. Was that from uh, Pootie Tang? Mm-hmm. No. No, that was... Uh, Undercover Brother? No, that was Goldmember. Oh, really? That was Beyonce's oh, character. Okay. She had that big afro. Mm-hmm. And that was... <laughs> so a kalimba the song is called kalimba story as i said yeah what is that did you look into that i i did sam and this is what a kalimba is it's it's a musical instrument it's an african instrument oh yeah i know that thing i've played one of those before yeah it's a it's just a it's very it's metal, popular. It's a box with metal prongs on it, and mm-hmm. you just go bling, 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 bling. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, it's very uh it's it's like a mini piano type thing almost, but it's it's an African instrument that's been around forever, different versions of it. It's traditional to the people of Zimbabwe. This is this is good. This whole album's pretty fucking good. I think it's that. It's because I know it has a low sound, but it almost sounds like in the verses when that they might be playing it. I'm assuming. I, I assume if you're gonna have a song about a kalimba, that you're gonna have a kalimba in it. Just what, like what's the song just called like, again? Kalimba what? Kalimba story. Story. Just like hurdy gurdy man. There's definitely some hurdy gurdy, or at least him sounding like a hurdy gurdy the way that he's singing. If just at the end of the song, all of a sudden it's like bling 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 bling, just by itself. Maybe. Peace. Maybe he was just jamming on one and came up with like. It's this. There it is. Yeah. Just the volume's turned way up because it's more of a muted instrument. Play me too. The song itself is cooler than the kalimba sound itself that they have in it. This is a song that drives on the guitar. It's got a lot of like. This is just a good song, like even if if you're driving and you're just like. Yeah, Kalimba, oh, yeah. Kalimba. <laughs> I love it. It reminded me of the time that I saw this super short white dude in a big beard driving downtown just by like Pizza House, and he drives by and it's a convertible, and he's blasting as loud as can be. It's tricky, 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 oh. tricky. And he drove by, and I turned around and was like, "Yeah, man!" And he looked at me and just gave me one of those nods, like, "Yeah, I fucking know. I'm, I'm awesome right now." It's not even about him. It'd just be like, this song deserves respect. Hell yeah! I thought he deserved respect on that point too, because he could have drove by listening to like fucking Bob Seger or something. Yeah, but no. Some it was, it's play tricky. Some goddamn Melly Camp. Yes. This is Indiana. I mean, that's what fits this town. Mm-hmm. It's a, it fits the small town. Yeah. Not it's tricky, which is why it was so. <gasps> you're awesome. <laughs> and Force. he knew it. He fucking knew it. You could see it on his face. <laughs> he understood. All right, let's listen to the next song, Mighty Mighty. This song is also groovy. Funky. It's hard to not be groovy or funky with this band. I keep wanting to turn it up, but I remember that you turned my headphones down. I don't know no, how loud it, it is for bit. you. I'm always afraid that it's too much. Say little people, try to put it down. I've enjoyed this song for many years. It's just so fun. This is one. Of, yeah, it's very fun, and it's one of those songs where the vocals are really heavy on that. <laughs> it's it's what Casey and the Sunshine Band tried to sound like in play uh-huh. that funky music. Yeah. Oh, I love this part. I love the falsetto. Do you like that song? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, that's our rules. Do you like uh, playing that funky music? No. Really? I mean, like, it's it's a funky song. Like, I, w- I grew- would groove to it if I heard it, but I'm not going to put it on. I would play this song over that song any day. What? Yeah. I do like that song, though, because he's like... I mean, I, I like the beginning I and stuff. I was a groovy singer. <laughs> Playing in a rock and roll band. It's like, yeah, like that, but I don't actually enjoy that song really you ever watched, I think it's cheesy you ever seen the video that goes along with that where they're playing like an American bandstand or something like that uh, it makes sense that's at least what I imagine so uh, maybe I have he's just like the most cheesy looking white boy doing the song like he's got a huge smile on his face like that real cheesy kind of smile not like I'm having a good time smile but like the I want your mom to like me <laughs> kind of smile it's really funny Man, that's a note right there. I love it. It's so good. And confident. The confidence is what really drives it home. True. I think that's... I think you could uh, say that about everything. Not just music. It's always confidence. Oh, for sure. what a woman likes in a man. And that's not really usually what a man likes in a woman. No, we want you to sit back and shut the fuck up. I (laughs) see one of my things... Much like it is for you, like we really, we really get like a high from making people laugh and entertaining people. My dad's always been like that, just like a little performer, like the family get-togethers and stuff. So I always, I always, I got that. So, what the fuck? Where was I going with this? No clue. <laughs> what were you just saying? Uh, talking about how that note was high. About what? How that note was high. That was not the last thing. The confidence. Yeah. So I, I think it's easy to find a little bit of confidence through that, through humor. humor. Yeah. Especially when you don't really have a lot of confidence because you can do what I've always done, which is more like self-deprecating type stuff. Yeah. But yeah, there's just always this desire to drive it home and be like on. Oh. And, and part of that there's confidence and it just makes you feel better it makes you look better you just radiate more so yeah it's that it's that desire it's 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 a weird feeling when you do find yourself on and you're just like hey but just like constant according to your aunt pam you're always on but i also think that you don't see her very much so when you are around, you like tell her stories and you do your voices and you do your weird things and she just loses it. You are her entertainment. Yeah. And when someone thinks you're hilarious already, it's much easier to be on with that person. Mm-hmm. It's way harder to be on if nobody's reacting. Then, you're, then you kind of turn inwards and you're like, eh, maybe I'll just shut up right now. You still make me laugh a lot. I still think you're the funniest person I know. I'm a funny guy. Sometimes that's part of your appeal. I also appeal. just can't help but and your confidence. I hate being serious most of the time. The most the time I'm most serious is when I'm angry. <laughs> I'm either angry or humorous. It's it's one uh, extreme or the other. Yeah, 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 for sure. That kind is a fucking scoundrel. Yeah, you know how there's that like like foam. Uh, 
whatever the fuck the it's called. The weather stripping that's in the door? Yeah, that shouldn't be there anyway. But he just stretched up and took a bite off of it and just put it on the floor and walked away. You son of a bitch. This cat is such a handful. He's the sweetest thing, and he's also the most irritating fucking thing. He's the sweetest thing. The sweetest thing. That's you too, isn't it? Got blue skies. So, speaking of you two, okay. I uh, real quick before I play the next song, I so the new Sloppy Boys album came out, which we've done a Sloppy Boys album on here before. Go back and listen to it. It's good stuff. Lifelong vacation. Um, Also, definitely listen to their second album, Dancing on the Wind. Yes, which is just as good, if not maybe a little better. I don't know. I kind of go back and forth. Um, but they put out a new album called Paradiso and they, <laughs> it's like a painting, the, the cover and they're nude and their penises are all really small. Yes. It's hilarious, but they have not put it on Google play and I don't know why, because they have like naked people on cover album covers and like tits and stuff. So, and that's just a drawing. It's not real yeah. body parts. Yeah. I don't know why it's not on, but, um, so I, realized through unlimited verizon i get six months free of apple music did it put that u2 album on your phone so (laughs) i have not accessed because i i'm an android phone user and always have been i have been i don't have a mac computer and haven't for years and even when we did i didn't use itunes because i don't have an itunes device you know like an apple device to put it on yeah so um after all of these years from 2014, six years ago is when that happened, apparently, because, yeah. It did it? I downloaded the app and, and logged in and did all of that stuff, and I had that U2 album. I can't believe that's still doing that. I think it just, I think it just loaded on, cause I, think, I mean, it's just like it's a like code their contract thing. now. It, It'll never go away. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That it was People. just a code that was applied and, yeah. People were pissed when I think, that happened. I think people were pissed because they probably didn't know that it was added until they were like listening and all of a sudden a U2 song came on and they're like, what the fuck is this? How did this get on here? Yeah, that's definitely part of it. That's probably a big part of it, but also just kind of the just, invasion. Yeah, the invasion. is. I didn't agree to this. I didn't want this fucking album. I don't care if it is free. I don't want a U2 album. I mean, you can delete it as I did, but still. But I was able to listen to that uh, Sloppy Boys album, so... I was able to do that. That's the most important part. Yeah. Let's I, move on. I wasn't uh I I wasn't as impressed. I need to listen to it again. I wasn't as impressed with the second album and then I began I eventually liked it, so. Yeah. So maybe the same will happen to you cuz I still have not listened to it. I did find it on YouTube though. Yeah, I figured I could do that, but I wanted to actually listen yeah. to it specifically. But let's listen to the next song Reasons. I will go ahead and say that this song definitely rolls on into the lame category for me. Agreed. Agreed. This is like the biggest ballad of the whole thing. Jesus God. His voice still sounds great. Yeah, and it's fine, and it's got like a nice groove. And actually, there is a part of the song that I think validates it. But I, I would consider this a skippable song. Because when I was listening, I would not listen to this. I mean, I listen to the song a handful of times, but eventually it's like, no. 
when we were on our way back from Columbus or whatever it was, this was fucking skipped. Speaking of Columbus, we had a new restaurant called Joe Willie's. Yeah, because we, I still have a Christmas gift card for Red Lobster, so we were going to go there. But it was uh, going to be quite a wait since they have to seat like 50% or whatever they're doing. Yeah. So uh, we ended up just going somewhere else and we went to this little, it's Joe Willie's Burger Bar. Yeah. And uh, it was good. Everything was, really was good. good. It was really good. I had a delicious busted knuckle on tap. And I had a taste of it. And uh, Jesus Christ, I miss beer. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were on it. Like obsessively on it for like it ten minutes. It tasted so fucking good. It's it's for a porter. It, I mean, it didn't have that coffee taste. It didn't have that bitterness. It's so smooth. Ah, oh, it's like dark silk. Delicious. I like my beer dark. I mean, I think I said on the podcast last time. I've been having drinking urges, like straight up, like man, I could take a shot right now. And I don't know why it's been happening. Don't understand. And I'm not drinking. Maybe because the desire just never really leaves. It really doesn't. Addiction is so fucking weird, man. So fucking weird. Because I think it's because... This part, by the way. I think, like, the horns. I think it's... Yeah, it's the best part of the, the song. It's the best part. It's still... I think it, city. Yeah, I think it just brings more life to it. Yeah. That I, th- I mean, I, I honestly think that horns might be the cheesiest part of the song for me sorry not to cut you off i feel like i have to cut you off a lot to actually talk about the song oh it makes sense because i don't want to talk about the song <laughs> even though that's what we're here to do sam yeah that's how we get away with listening to these songs yeah i don't un- i don't understand this being i understand this being made it makes sense that they would do this but yeah, this is this is a ballad that's not successful. I don't understand how this is on a greatest hits collection. No, it's just the music. Yeah, I don't know. The Maybe music just ran out of funk songs. It's a real <laughs> shoulder swayer. It's a, it's a slow dancing song. Mm-hmm. Come close, baby. Or at least where you where the guy wraps his arms around the lady from behind and they just sway <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> While he holds her, and they're like, yeah. Why, still making sure she cooks dinner? No, they're at a concert. Ah. Just swaying a little bit, holding each other. The sun's gone down. She looks up in his eyes every once in a while from behind. <laughs> he gives her little kisses yeah. on her cheek, and he's, he's singing the little lyrics in her ear. And then he finger blasts her like that guy at that gore concert. On the ride home, for sure. <laughs> Then they pull over in a long John Silver's parking lot and they fuck like rabbits. Try not to get caught by the hush puppy man. <laughs> hush puppy man, that's terrifying. Is this a guy made out of hush puppies or just a dude who makes a lot of hush puppies? He's a guy who, if you have hush puppies and he gets to you in time, he will take your hush puppies. So you better I eat those puppies. My name is Joe LaBroga. <laughs> <laughs> That's who that guy is. That's why he was here. I was going to say that I think drinking lasts in your body forever because it's linked with great times while also being linked with horrible times. And it's your body and your brain tends to kick out the 
jams, but also <laughs> it, you're more you naturally want to think of the good times more than you think of the bad times. You always think like it's a very social thing. It's yeah. a very social activity. Usually, yeah. it's like let's get together and have a drink, or I'll be at the bar, or yeah. whatever. So, so it's like how your brain works, like eating donuts. <laughs> I always think of like they're delicious and they're going to be great, but I always forget about the. Now I feel like shit because I ate four donuts. Four donuts. Yeah, that's a big part of it too. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's another reason why I always say like I don't like to eat donuts too often because it's one of the worst things things that you can eat. But it also like they're delicious, but they do make you feel bad. Yes. Honestly, though, I feel like fresh donuts make you feel worse than <laughs> than like if you were to buy like a thing of like mini powdered donuts, which you wouldn't do. But I like, don't say that. I've bought some of those uh, okay. white donuts from the gas station yeah, those next door. The powdered sugar. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So if you like, I feel like I could eat more of those. It would take more of yeah. those to make me feel as equally sick. I agree. As fresh donuts from a donut place, and I don't, I don't know if it's like the sugar content is higher or if there's just something more like oil. I bet it's the fresher oil. Yeah. That makes sense. Because I'm talking about cake donuts that are baked, yeah. I believe. Oh, are they baked? Maybe they're fried, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Do you uh, prefer the white donuts or the chocolate donuts? Donuts. The donuts. The Donald Trumpets. I think that I like... I don't know. Because I understand the appeal of chocolate because I enjoy chocolate. But I think I like the powdered sugar. Me too. But I also enjoy the powdered sugar cinnamon mix oh, ones too. I don't think I would want that. I asked because Mel eats chocolate donuts every day. When I worked at Angie's List for a little over a month, there was a lady like in my training class and she would have a bag of, and she, I mean, she was like a little bit thick, but she, she was a Latina lady. But she just all of a sudden was just on this kick of eating, bringing in a bag of those little like chocolate donuts every day and just destroying them. And she's like, I'm going to get so fat doing this. And it's like, well, I mean, (laughs) you're eating a whole bag of donuts every day. Was her name Latina Tina? That's offensive. I'm going to play the next (laughs) song Saturday night. Get some groove back in here. After that, reasons... Thing that happened. Must be so fun to write horn lines because they're usually like got fun rhythms that are like in between the yeah. main song. Like if it's like the horn line will be like. See, that was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it would be fun to be... I mean, obviously, it would get normal, but I think it would get maybe be a little less boring doing something that grooves like this because it kind of makes you want to move when you hear it. Like, even if you were playing it. Oh, how do you not? I was not? the drummer or the bass player. Uh-huh. I, I could do this for four fucking hours, and I'd just be like, yeah, this is still fun. I don't care. We've been playing the same song for two days. And just groove and kind of dance around, shake your hips, move your shoulders oh, yeah. while you're playing. Oh! Was this song? I think we did this song. 
I think so. Saturday night. I wonder if anybody's got video of that. I wonder if like Sharon's mom has video of that. Maybe. Should look into this. Sharon's never said anything about that, so I don't know. She denies her whole band history. <laughs> oh, such a shame. It's goofy, but I usually like that. I love it. That goofy, funky yeah. voice. It's, it's almost like the funk Eddie Vedder voice. Yeah, like how that's of the 90s grunge. There's he that is certain funk voice. Of, hey, yeah, it's, it's the Morris White of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Maurice and Joris White. AWF. Humpty Dumpty, why'd you fall? You know, there was a kid that quit band that year because he was the snare drum player before, and then the teacher found out from us that others wanted to play the snare drum, and he thought, oh shit, I didn't know that. I thought you guys were just uninterested. So he held auditions, and then the guy that played snare did not get the position, so Uh-oh. he quit band. Wow, because he wasn't a shoe-in? Yeah, Little. because he actually sucked. Because he thought that he just deserved it because yeah. he was the only one before. Yep. Was he into it, though? Obviously, he was. Into band in general? Yeah, like into playing. Yeah, but I mean, do not you know enough if, to work on it. Do you know if this person continued with music? I'm almost positive he didn't. Ah. His initials are R.L. Okay, I know. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. He used to wear a lot of sleeveless shirts. Yes. The the sun ate at his shoulder. Yes. Poor guy. Yeah. He's always a really nice person. He's always nice. One time he came up to us and he said, "Uh, can I buy one marijuana? (laughs) He meant a joint. Are you a fucking informant? (laughs) (laughs) I think we were all like, what? (laughs) You mean a joint? (laughs) Oh, I mean, yeah, but you gotta say it right, please. Did you? Or was it done? Somebody did. I think somebody sold it. Well, good for him. Hopefully, he eventually figured it out. I'm gonna let this play into the next song. Let's groove. Ah. So good. Like, it's got a simp sound, robot going on. It's not something I would normally be into, but... It's I, so good. Fuck it. I, like, I feel it. Like, it's getting you ready to groove. Oh, this whole song fucking jams. This is a floor opener. Like, no one's not dancing. That's how I feel. Unless you're a fool. Yeah. And then we're booting you the fuck out. <laughs> Get out of here, fun killer. Synth bass going on too, like that uh-huh. Bernie Worrell synth bass uh-huh. going on. What you can do with my love, shove it up your ass. <laughs> I mean my penis, I'm gonna fuck you in the butt all night. Yeah, this is. I feel like this song encompasses all the 
Earth, Wind, and Fire sounds into one song. It's got like the smooth soul, the laid backness, the funk, mm-hmm. the groove. It's all just in this one song. Yeah, and it's not a super in your face song. Like, it's still kind of like a mellow song, but yeah, it's got a lot going on. I think that synth bass, it just adds this extra quality where you just. I'd say, if we saw this live, I would immediately, as soon as the song started, just be like, oh shit, my body's moving and I don't even know how. (laughs) This would make a crippled man walk. It's like when we saw Parliament and Bogarts and everybody was dancing. Yeah, that was An so Earth, fun. Earth, Wind, and Fire concert would be the same fucking way. Mm-hmm. All races, all ages, just all one under the groove. One nation. Yes. Under my groove. I'm moving. I'm grooving. I don't even know what to say right now because I just want to listen to the song. <laughs> Likewise. And I really, obviously, we haven't talked much about the band or whatever. Like, I don't know anything about, I, about the band. I don't know anything. After a while. I love that. I'll be there. After a while. <laughs> I love that part. On down. Down. Boogie on down. Down. Boogie on down. Down. Boogie on down. On down. I didn't know. I knew there was a part where I didn't know, so I didn't want to fuck it up. It's just super fun. And again, it's not something I would necessarily be into because that weird, like, I'm a pawn the boogie. Like, I'm saying, like, other elements of this, if they were taken out, if they weren't all mixed in together, I may not like so much. Yeah, I get to say it, but together, it all works. It, it all makes needs sense. to be there. It yeah, makes it works. the song. It needs those elements to make it special. And but the kick drum is fucking slapping on this song. Mm-hmm. It's very it's powerful there. beat. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, the the name is suggestive, like let's groove. But the song itself is like, I'm going to make you groove. You really don't have a choice. <laughs> I... I am. I'm grooving tonight. I got it. All right. Yeah. Uh. I'm scratching my nads and grooving. <laughs> Isn't Nads a fun word? It is. It will always be hilarious. Oh, yeah. We still have a few songs to go. I think I might just let it play for the rest of the uh, album. That's fine. Actually, because it's just a lot of the same stuff, I'll actually just fade this song. Just go ahead on to the next song, which is uh, also another well-known song. I think most of these songs, I feel, are pretty well-known. I don't know. Am I just speaking for everyone? Is it? I mean, you're speaking for me. For me, I just feel like they've been in my my yeah. fucking like I don't know. Would you call it zeitgeist? I don't. I mean, know. I definitely haven't known every song. I mean, I know them because I've been around you. I don't. I didn't know every song, but I know most of these songs. I've known my whole life. 
Mm-hmm. It's just been around. And that's from your mom. Yeah. Listening to that kind of music. Yeah. I don't remember my parents listening to this, but again. I could see your dad liking this. I, he might like it, but I don't know that he would seek it out. But I feel like he is how I found out about Mojo. Yeah. Is what I think. Which that's probably how you found out about it because of your mom. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't really don't know, but again, I just feel like it, a lot of these songs have been in media, so I feel like people have just like I feel like when you hear it and you know it, you're like, oh, it's that song. I know that. I've heard that yeah, before. Yeah. I feel like that kind of happens with a lot of their music, whether you know it or not. Their songs are just out there, man. I'm gonna play the next song, Boogie Wonderland. I definitely knew this song. Oh yeah, and see a lot of this. A lot of these songs have like a disco flair, and which is why it's really hard for me to accept when people say that disco sucks because I don't agree. There's definitely some good disco. I think there's a lot of shitty disco. Yeah, but if it's if it's like groovy, funky disco, yeah, that's what I like because like Michael Jackson. His first album, solo album, was very disco-oriented. Yeah. Loved it. Like, I think it just has to be, like, yeah, soulful, very rhythmic. And I just, I like, again, they have that drum sound. The whole disco sucks thing happened just as a PR thing anyway. Was it? The guy that started that and did, like, the whole big blew-up and ran over disco albums at some baseball field. Uh-huh. He did that because he was being let go from his radio station that played disco. Or he got fired and he went to like another station. I can't remember the details on that. So he was just basically angry at a radio station. And then just went, disco sucks, because he was just mad. And then it turned into a fucking thing. So he didn't even necessarily think it. No, no. He's just mad at his previous employer. Yes. Yeah, that doesn't even make sense. I mean, if you don't, if you just don't like this kind of music at all, then yeah, it makes sense. But again, like I said earlier, I feel like it's it has a wide range of appeal to a wide range of people. Like it's just very, it's clean. I remember Kent and I being really young, and we decided disco was going to be our thing. <laughs> just as a joke? No, like we were, we were be like, we're the disco kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're listening to like uh, "Staying Alive." <laughs> Shit oh. like that. See, that's I don't know. It's not a bad song though. It's just not. I I can't. I feel like that their voices are too put on the Bee Gees. Like I like it when. Well, I guess it, like it depends when people are doing that. <laughs> type yeah, voice. I mean, it's, it doesn't sound good. I mean, he's hitting the notes, but it's still got that. It's, it's horrible. It's so bad to me. And their brother was better than them. The guy that did uh, Shadow Dancing. Well, and apparently there's a lot of their music that's not that disco shit. Yeah. It's just that the disco shit really took off for them. Yeah. And I say shit, and I mean it this time. I wonder if Kent remembers our little disco thing. Probably not, because there are a lot of things you say. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, like his doppelganger dad. Oh, yeah, you thought his dad got switched out. I've no thought about it. I know it happened. That his dad used to be a decent guy and then switched out with some disheveled maniac. Hey, I don't know if the other guy was a dick either. I just know that 
I mean, I just one said, Pete Goldsmith walked out of that house and another walked in. I'm just saying that there's no way there's a worse version than <laughs> the one that took his place. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another Kent story that I wonder if you remember. Can't think of one. I'm sure he remembers when. I don't remember who it was. He saw. They said they saw his penis and said it was gray. <laughs> you don't remember who it was? I feel like it may have been Shereen. Yep, it was her. Okay. But they had a thing where they were friends and then they weren't friends and then they were friends and then they weren't friends. He threw soap at her with uh, he who shall not be named in the high school. Yeah, I remember. That was mean. <laughs> but, I mean, it needed to be said, just not she did that stink. way. She stunk. <laughs> And I'm sure she would say it now. Yeah, I did stick. I never took a shower. She w- and she still is a very treasured friend of mine, even though we don't ever really talk. I wonder if Pam remembers the time we saw that satellite chunk falling. It looked like a UFO. Where? We were walking by the park, and we looked over and we saw this huge fucking metal thing with lights on the bottom of it going over the town. It was really strange. We tried to go find it, but of course it was way far away, but it like filled a section of the sky. It was very strange. Oh, it filled a section of the sky, huh? Yeah. Just as this music is playing. Yeah, right. This song is called After the Love Has Gone. And let me tell you, the music from the beginning in this, not so good. No. I like this... Uh, Melody, mm-hmm. but it's just so lame and. It's almost uh. It's very like warm ninety eight, which is a radio station that I know at least used to exist. I'm sure it still does, but they just play like soft rock mom tunes. Yeah, mom music. It'd be a lot of like uh, growing up. It'd be a lot of like Amy Grant and like Aaron Neville and stuff. I'm sure this would oh, have been played on a your Neville impression. Um, <laughs> you just okay. rolled your eyes at me. <laughs> That's because it's been a while since I've done it, so I have to think about it. Like, Yeah, I like this part. Yeah, I like this part's fine, but it's still kind of. It's not a strong song. It's still like cheesy romantic sounding. But it's still still like the hi hat. It's so weird that like in songs I can be like I love the hi hat. And then in like hip hop songs when they use fake hi hats, mm-hmm. I'm always like I fucking hate that hi hat sound. But other songs when they're real I'm like that makes the song. So that's a, like a favorite sound in a song. Like if if the hi hat's on, that's something that just gets your attention and absolutely. If it's definitely if it's a slow song, but the hi hat's still going. Oh okay. But I can't stand it when you hear a hip hop song and it's like. Yeah, like with this song, I really am not a big fan of the the verses themselves aren't very good, but like this bridge that starts to build it up a little bit. 
was a good fart sound. <laughs> now lick the microphone. Uh, but yeah, this is a little bit better. This is the break where you uh, go to the bathroom at the show. This feels like you are up really late at night when we were younger. It's just like two or three o'clock in the morning. There are infomercials on of CD compilations of like love songs. Yep. And this this would be on that. I feel like absolutely. At least things that sound just like this would be on that. And then it would be on for an hour, and you would watch the whole hour of the same twelve minutes over and over and over again. Yes, and it was glorious. <laughs> glorious. Beth and I would get so excited when certain ones would come on. They'd be oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. Monster Ballads. <laughs> That's the one I was going to say was Monster Ballads. And that guy jumping out of a plane on the cover for oh some my reason. God. Jock Jams. There's all kinds of good stuff. Oh, there was great ones. Billboard Top 100. I love that you and I share that past of staying up and watching those music infomercials. That's what was interesting about us because people were so shocked when we got together, but we found out that essentially we're very similar in the ways that we like, not necessarily how we were raised, but how we kind of chose to raise ourselves would be, you know, watching Simpsons TV. episodes <laughs> and yeah, TV. Home improvement. Yes. Infomercials. There's we some, were always pals. I, I do not like uh, romance saxophones. Me neither. So that means you really hate Kenny G's music. Uh, who likes it? Your friend Kenny G. <laughs> Sounds almost Zappa-esque right in the beginning. Yeah, it does called Getaway. This is the last song. Still sounds kind of zappy. I think it sounds more uh, Parliament. Yeah. I think I've thought that every time it has like just a big sound. They're definitely going out on a high note, which I appreciate. Yeah, I was going to say, if they would have ended it with that last song, you would be like, what are you doing? Uh, it would have been... I think it would be fine if they took a couple songs off and that last song was one of them yeah and just had it more like we have like a few if there's you know good groovy slow songs but i think earth wind and fire does shit like this the best agreed this is their strongest creative outlet musically genre-esque e-wise for the scoop of the scoop of that. The drums are fucking killing it on this song. Oh yeah, this song is so groovy and high energy. Yeah, that is fucking killer right there. There's a lot going on, and it all sounds so good. Yeah. It's a lot going on, but it's not chaotic. No, not at all. It's not like a slightly like on the verge of chaotic sound, mm -hmm. but it doesn't go over that edge. It stays right before that line. You can just 
still feel the groove in it. And I love the snare sound. Yeah, this song is so... I think it's creative. It's yeah. groovy. Not boring at all. I think it has always made me dance every time I've listened to it in my seat. Just like, yeah. Justin Groove. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts right there. Those are some good fingering fingers. <laughs> Leave your raw. <laughs> not necessarily. Not if you are able to get where you need to go in a reasonable amount of time. It doesn't have to get raw. I remember this old lady that used to come into classic pizza from Harold Tribune she said her husband could get her off in 20 seconds. Why would she say that to you? You were like a kid when you worked there. I don't remember why she said it to me. She said it to a group of us. It wasn't just like, hey, Sam, my husband can get me off in 20 seconds. It was like... You should have been like, how? <laughs> like, then my I'm future afraid, wife would appreciate this. I'm afraid she would have been like, come on over and he'll show you, honey pie. You could have been like, no, tell me. (laughs) (laughs) He fessed me. (laughs) I want to hear it. I don't want to see it. That's the album, Sam. It's over. We did it. We did it. We got through all 17 tracks of we Earth, Wind, and Fire's Greenest Tents. So that means we are officially to the part of the podcast where it's time to go over some, some questions. Questions today, answers tonight. I know where you're going. You're going to tell me what's on your mind. I know where the show ran. Questions. Questions. Stop showing off. This isn't about you. Felt like it there for a second. These, I'm sure in your mind, <laughs> it almost always does. So in every situation, that makes sense. So Sam, why did I choose this? I don't know. <laughs> Please tell me. <laughs> All right. So I chose this because I thought it would be fun and uh, the energy would be good. And I know that you're familiar with it. I know you like it. I know it's not something that would be appalling to you. Um, and I thought it would be kind of interesting for people instead of coming on here with some drony shit. Cause I have tons of drony shit that I love, like some, not, not emo. I'm not down with emo, but like singer songwriter, a little bit of folk, a little bit of pop in there, but stuff that, you know, you listen to and you feel like a piece of shit, which for me could be, you know, at any point of any day. That's what is nice about being a woman and being a moody woman. Now, 
uh, I'm not as bad. I feel like I paint myself in a much more negative light than I usually am, but I like to uh, self-deprecate. I mean, I think anything I say about myself physically is on. (laughs) I'm saying who I am as a person. I think I'm I, I try to be a better person than I I'm always like, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, I would never call you a piece of shit. You never go out of your way to fuck someone over. Not out of my way, but sometimes sometimes I make people feel bad. Um, so what do I think you thought when I gave it to you? Easy fucking goddamn PC. Sam, what was your judgment prior to listening to this? <laughs> Easy peasy. Oh. Do you know how many times that you listened to this? Four. Okay. I honestly have no idea. A lot. It, it was kind of a lot, yeah. but not a ton. I'd say maybe in total it was about six or seven times. Yeah. But it would also kind of be in pieces here and there. And uh, again, maybe the first three times I listened to all of the songs and then started skipping. I listened to it a lot when it was first told to me. Mm-hmm. Like I think I listened to it three times then. And then I was like, then we didn't record for a while because we always make plans to bank and then we don't when then other shit comes up or yeah. we just don't feel like talking yeah and we just like don't have the energy and like things like tonight like i would have loved to have not done this tonight yeah. but this needs to be released like in a handful of hours so yeah. so it i had to be done <laughs> i listened to it yesterday again just to uh refresh myself all right um so least and most favorite songs i forgot that i need to pick something for you this um it's gonna be hard i think <clears throat> i think i can guess I think I can guess. Oh, shit. I don't have it up. Well, my guess for you of what your least favorite one is, I'm going to say Reasons. And that's the one that I thought that maybe the drum part was a little bit of a redeeming factor, but it's still a skippable song. Would you... What do you think? Do you Uh, know? I think you're correct. (laughs) Yeah. It's either that or uh, After the Love is Gone or... uh, the other one that I wasn't too hot. Uh, yeah, see, this still has a groove to it. That's not so bad. But it, like, I don't like the singing in it. I can't remember. There's another one then. After the love is gone. A uh, gratitude. Yeah, it's more in the beginning, actually. Oh no. Yeah, That's, it wasn't this one because I like. Wasn't. Part. Yeah, this has a groove. Yeah, I gotta go with reasons. I'm not saying there aren't good grooves in it. It's just you know we have to choose. You want me to guess yours? Yeah, what do you think my least favorite is? Reasons. It is. <laughs> it definitely is. I'll tell you all the reasons why. <laughs> I don't like your singing voice in this. I think it's lame. It's just kind of cheesy. Yeah. I don't hate it, but it's my, definitely the one I like the least. Reasons is my least favorite song. All right. Um, most favorite song. God, I think this is going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be very tough. Because... It's tough to choose. I know what mine is, but I don't know what yours is. Yeah. My guess, though? Huh. This is going to be rough. But my guess based on... What I have seen... Because you will always reenact... When you were in your was it marching band or whatever, um, I'm gonna guess it's September. Plus, that's also your uh, 
you know, it should be your song. It's a good guess, but it's not the one. Okay, it's not the one? It's not the one. Which one is it? It's got to be... Fuck, well, I don't... I can't make it with names. Hold on. Well, not build up for nothing? Yeah, I was is getting it... ready to say what it was, but... Boogie Wonderland. No. Let's Groove. That's the best song for me. It's a good song. I think even while we were listening to this, I said this song seems like... The kick drum slams. Mm-hmm. I like the extra synth bass on it. And this song, I would just... I would just... Cut a fucking rug if it was being played. Your dad used to cut a rug. Maybe you should learn how to dance in his memory. No, I'm fine. Okay. I learned how to play the drums in his memory. <laughs> and apparently he hated the drums, so that's... Drums, so that's He fun. didn't hate drums. He just would have hated anything being loud in his house. What he hated was bicycles and skateboards. Oh, uh, because he didn't like hoodlum kids. He wanted you to get yeah, a job. I think so. I think so. And not be physically active. Apparently. Um, what do you think my most favorite song is? This is so fucking hard because I know you like this whole thing quite a lot. But I really have no idea. I'd say, I mean, I wouldn't expect you to notice, but there is a song that I think I've played more around you. But I don't know if that would help you. Mighty Mighty? Uh, actually, that's one I have played a lot, but no, it's okay. not that. Mighty Mighty is a good one. My most favorite song is a song that I like to call, whenever it wants to play, because it's loading, Serpentine Fire. Uh, yeah, this is a really good song. Michelle's dancing around. She can't help herself. I love it. I love the bass. It's all really good. The percussion that's added in there with like the cowbell going on. Yeah, it's a really good song. All right. It's got that war sound, and you like war, so. Uh huh. I do like war. I like death and destruction, and. War! <laughs> good God, y'all! I was going to say, war support. That's a Slayer song. War. It ain't nothing but a hot break. Friend only to the Undertaker. Uh, war. All right. You got a dog attacking you. She's not. She just she's came to see. your fucking leg. That's not. She's the most gentle, sweet dog. Anyone who has ever done this podcast, who listens to it, and who has met this dog, knows that this is a good dog. She's a big old sweet dummy. You're a sweet girl. Okay, I'm just going to start talking about the dog and forgetting what happens. Um, what's hap- what happens next? Which are more questions? How old was I when I first started listening to this? Like I said, I don't know. I mean, I probably would have sought this out myself as, an, as a young adult. But I feel like it's just always been... Can you remember the age you were when you bought the silver, the platinum hits? I would have been like mid-20s, maybe. Okay. Mid to early 20s. I don't know. Something like that. You and I were together, but I felt like I I was just like, oh, oh yeah, fuck, Earth, I Wind, and Fire. I remember you bought it now. So it was in your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how did I originally feel about it? I 
like I've always enjoyed almost all of these songs. So I've just always liked them. I've always enjoyed the groove. It makes me feel good. Makes me want to dance. Just very lighthearted fun. It's good, good, clean fun. It's weird, wild stuff. When it's I rec- definitely weird and wild stuff. Yeah. Can't go from here. It's weird, wild I'm stuff. I have laryngitis. It's weird, wild stuff. See, I can do. Um, I forgot his name. What's his name? Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. I forgot his name. Yeah, that's what I can do a Johnny Carson impression. I have laryngitis. That's weird, wild stuff. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm not as funny as you. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't think that's true. You would hate it if I were actually funnier than you. Yeah, we wouldn't be married. You're not allowed to be funnier than me. Would I recommend this today? Yes, Sam. Would you ever listen to this again? Uh, uh, I don't know if I'll ever play it myself because I just never think of it, but it could make it on the list now. Like if I'm on the road and I have to take somebody else or somebody like uh, Rhyme Bags with me or if uh, you would not play this if Rhyme Bags with you. I've played other funks shit while Rhyme Bags. In the you car. wouldn't do it. OK, so we're done with this album. Sam, what's don't next? you tell me what I play with Rhyme Bag. What's next? No, I refuse. You killed my mood. I just want to get this over with. <laughs> What is next? Bang on the table. <laughs> Don't bang on the table. It's distracting. It was distracting. We're listening to Macabre. The album is called Dahmer. This is episode number 100. Yes. It's one of my favorite albums. And you're giving your Macabre for that 100th episode? This is This is what you have? Yeah. Okay, that's an interesting choice, Sam. It's not about us. It's about me. It's about the show, Sam. Which, but then again, everything is about you, isn't it? <laughs> Ev- it's about me. That was the that was the most true. It's the snap thing on my phone. It's the most true you've ever been. Well, it's the next episode is my episode, so yeah, it's about me. And we're not celebrating until episode 101 Sam but the episode 100 is so important yeah which is why we're listening to one of my favorite albums <laughs> <laughs> so because Sam will not be able to um, participate if we were to have a special episode where we you know have some people come together people who've been on the show before people who have not and uh, just kind of get a little group of people together and have a collection of stuff and, you know, just have a whole bunch of people in the room at once and uh, have a lot of shit going on like a party. Um, Instead of doing that on the 100th episode, because Sam wouldn't be able to participate in the fun. By fun, we mean get high. (laughs) So we are pushing it off a week. And really, I mean, 100, 100, whatever. I mean, we could stop at 100, but we're going to go one more. So at least our 101 is, you know, this is the new. Well, we'll see what happens in the next 100. This is a this is going to be a new different vibe. Instead of just having one guest, we're we're going to have a handful of guests. There's going to be a lot of weird, wild stuff. (laughs) Weird, wild stuff going on. Yes, but we'll get more into detail on episode 100. 
After we listen to Macabre. Macabre. <laughs> yes. Dahmer. Ma- macabre. Which I believe there are 19 songs. That's longer than this. Are there shorter it's songs? It's not longer than this. <laughs> shorter songs, I assume. <laughs> Way shorter songs. That whole uh, one album. One is 36 seconds long. That whole album is, well, I mean, that's one song. I mean, you still have 18 more. How? That's mostly about serial killers, right? Dahmer? This album is only about Dahmer. It's all about Dahmer. And so it's not about anyone else. It's just no. the Dahmer. It tells the story of Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer, Dahmer, where are you, Dahmer? Do the songs go like that? Yeah, they sort of. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we'll hear it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you. We're going to get out of oh, here. Yeah, jam. Bye. Bye.